Blog Talk Radio. Oh, 
mama shot, your baba hot, huh? Looking at your head, cut your baba not, huh? You need to try mine, okay? And I'm never burning out 
Popping out that wet thing. Red bottles on my Senko. That's a car note for that Benzo. Bank seals on my bankroll. Horses on my shirt. Horses on my slacks. Caught up round Lauren and I bought the whole damn rack. G's in my bag, better ride around with it, with it. you suckin' niggas just hate me, but all I know is I'm with it, with it. diamonds on my wrist, diamonds on my neck, all I talk is money, so just cut me that check, my dick just keep moving, you niggas just keep losing, you better check your bitch, your bitch just keep choosing, VIP section, loaded up with my fans, all I know is money, I make it rain and bang, all I talk about is money, what else is there to talk about? All I know is money, you put the niggas way in mouth I been running digits, and I'm never burning out Boy, my shit so rigid, and I ain't never melted All I talk about is money, what else is there to talk about? All I know is money, you put the niggas way in mouth I been running digits, and I'm never burning out Boy, my shit so rigid, and I ain't never melted down Hey man, this is a public service announcement. I just need to get this shit off my chest, you know what I mean? Understand something. Even when I didn't have shit, I was still the shit. I make the motherfucking money. Money don't make me. I call shot. I pull the string. I'm the motherfucking puppet mouth, bitch. What would I do without the money? Super smooth, but kill your 
nothing counts. No way. Cremate your body and hold your soul for ransom. Big bank both I get swollen and piss it pound. Think I ain't real ask them. Listen what will to the answer. Money, the cars, the clothes, the hoes, the shouty eyes, the bitches, the The American Empire has fallen and landed in the hands of a few willing men. Desperate for resolution, three factions mercilessly fight to take back what they believe is rightfully theirs. But there is a game being played and someone is in control. These men don't know who it is, but they have their suspicions. In search for answers, these are their missions. Do you want a book that keeps you on your toes and leaves you guessing? Then Missions, War and Windmills by Mark Needham is for you. Missions, War and Windmills by Mark Needham is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and Facebook.com slash Missions the Book. Got photos that need improvement? Freshen your photo. Old family shots that have gotten damaged? Freshen your photo. Want someone or something removed from a picture? Freshen your photo. At freshenyourphoto.com, we turn the pictures you have into the pictures you want. Add muscle, lose weight, lighten face lines, whiten teeth, fix darker off-color shots. See before and afters from dozens of happy customers at freshenyourphoto.com. That's freshenyourphoto.com. Inner City Strength is a memoir following a basketball phenom's life from abuse to glory. Basketball represented an escape for Dwight Slaughter, so much so that he wrote it all the way to notoriety. Inner City Strength is Slaughter's riveting story. Slaughter graduated from Verbum Day High School in Watts, a school with one of the top ten most successful basketball teams of all time. In 1972, Dwight Slaughter was voted number one high school player in the country by Sports Magazine. Slaughter was interviewed by sports reporter legend Howard Cosell on his popular show Sportsbeat and in his book, I Never Played the Game. 60 Minutes anchor Morley Schaefer, John Chancellor from World News Nightly, ESPN, and Sports Illustrated named Slaughter one of the top 100 basketball players in the state of California. Slaughter's gripping memoir takes the reader into his personal life of abuse, betrayal, and murder. Get his book now on Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes & Noble, Inner City Strength.
All right, it's, it's uh, Wild Out Wednesdays here on Real Talk with Lee. We have our first guest in the building. We have uh, Mr. Willie Davis. Uh, Willie, how you doing today? I'm all right. How you doing, man? I'm just hanging in there. Um, for the listeners who may not know who Willie Davis is, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Quite a bit of show. I'm, a, I'm an actor, I'm an artist, um, and I'm also an author. And I'm soon to be a, a playwright uh, within the next few months. Okay, now, and how did you get started with that? Uh, have you have you been acting a while, or is that something, um, you know, was that your passion, or is that something you decided to do later on in life? You know, how did that come about? It's something I kind of fell into. I actually started out in, in music. I was a, a rap artist, and I got into music. Uh, I mean, I got into acting uh, just as a way to pass some time, and it just turned into a into a regular thing. Oh, okay. Now, uh, how long ago was that you were doing the uh, rap thing? Like, was it was it different? Like, was it you know, was the hip hop music different then, or was it recently, or what? My style was always more West Coast, and I actually, I actually still do music. Um, I just, I actually just released uh, another project called Trust Issues. It just came out uh, yesterday. Matter of fact, it just got released online yesterday. Oh, okay, wow. And um, what made you decide to, uh, you know, get back, get back into it? Um. Cause I, I just have a, I have a love for music. I have a love for entertainment. Period. So it's like anything that has me in front of people or, or using my talents, I'm just up for it. So I, I've never actually left music. I just kind mm-hmm. of you know just incorporated some other stuff in with it. Oh, okay. I can dig in there. Um, I think you've done. You know, I've seen your resume. You've done quite a few things. Um, what do you think uh, enabled you to be? You know, have uh, you know, as much success as you had thus far, and able to get parts? Because I know that's not easy. Um, you know, I did some casting for a while. It's not easy to land. You know, different roles. You know, what do you think's been a uh, you know uh, a key success for you being able to land some of these roles and do what you do? Being persistent, not taking no for an answer, and number one, just no, being on time, you know, that that's a, a lot of, a, a big thing that I notice is that people get lack of physical with it, even if it's just an extra role, they still feel like they can show up when they want to. And a lot of the, the opportunities that I got was basically because another director that I worked with or another talent that I worked with said, you know what, um, I know this guy, Willie Davis, he always shows up, he's always here, he's always easy to work with. You know, if I call him, he'll show up. So that's pretty much how I'm able to get him. You know, a lot of roles. Wow. See, that that's amazing because, um, you know, I know the average person, even me, I was a little bit like, you know, especially you say, well, yeah, I did this and I went to such and such school and I did this stage. <laughs> you said it's something that sounds like the simplest thing to do. So why is it so hard? Why do so many people have a, a, a problem doing that? It just seems like so easy to do, like, man, showing up on time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just, you just said something that seems like the littlest things. Cause you know, people don't sometimes overlook that. Yeah, and it, it, it's really not. I think what it is is people don't, is they see everything from the outside. Like, they they see the movies from the outside. They see the music from the outside. You know, they see what Denzel does on the TV, or, you know, on the movie screen. They see what, you know, what Karen Howard does on the TV screen. 
they see what Weezy and them do, and it looks easy from the outside. But when they get in there and they actually realize how much work goes into it, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because they didn't expect it to be that much. They thought they were just going to walk in, do it, and walk back out. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Um, you know, I, I think that um, a lot of times people um, they don't get that backstory like you were just saying, and sometimes that that's helpful because a lot of people think you kind of just um, like I give you a prime example. You might pop up with with a, with a huge role, right? Because you've been doing it a while. But a lot of people on the outside looking in who don't know your background are gonna think you just came out of left field. Like, man, that guy's lucky. You know, how did he end up in that in that movie playing a lead role? And it's not that, it's that you've been putting in work for years but no one's seen that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's why I just stay I just stay on the grind and like I say, you know, I I do as many things as I can. You know, right now I'm in the process of finishing my third novel. So I'm always doing something. Oh, okay, and uh what, what, what was your uh, other two novels called? Uh, the first two is is actually book one to book two is called Love for the Game. And I'm actually trying to finish this third one so that I can finish the final chapter of Love for the Game. Okay. Wow. Love for the well, Game. Uh, okay, I, I can dig it. Are we talking about, like, uh, is it about sports? Is it about, you know, like, you know, wh- which type of game are we talking about here? We talk about the street game. Uh, Love for the Game is basically a gangster novel, and everything is set right in that manner. And basically what oh, wow. it is is that... Um, it's a, a, a rogue FBI agent. He lost his partner who was undercover. And instead of trying to go back at the person that he thinks killed him, he's trying to pick. Uh, there's two sides, there's two gangs in Atlanta. One that runs is the hood, which we call the Cannonsville, and another set, the other path that runs Buckhead. So he's trying to pick McCannonsville against Buckhead and basically trying to start a gang war to get rid of the person that he thinks killed his partner. Mm. Mm-mm. That sounds interesting, man. It sounds like it could be a movie script, man. You ever thought about shooting like a uh, a short film for you know how some of the movies are like straight to D V D or like how Master P did back in the day? You ever thought about putting like a nice little, you know, classic hood type movie out? Put it together like P and D and you know, maybe move it that way. You ever considered that? I've been thinking about that and I'm actually learning how to write scripts. I actually did a a, a short play that we're that we're actually gonna be casting for next month called Mama's Baby, which is based on a lot of the characters from the book. Okay. Not bad at all. Okay, so y'all gonna do like um I guess keep it low keep it low, get like some local um people to do like acting and theater and stuff like that in the local area and uh, put together like a, a nice a, a nice uh film. Yo. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping that it's gonna go for. So I'm starting off with the stage play first and see how that works. And if it works well, then the same people that I use in the stage play will more than likely mm-hmm. work go work with me in the the film version. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, um, which do you prefer? Like I see you've done a little bit of everything. Do you prefer like uh, TV, uh, movies, or, or, or theater? I, I kind of like the stage play a little bit better because you only, cause you you're right there, right live with the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I see a lot of um, actors, you know, do that. You'll see people that used to be on TV or whatever, and then they'll, for some reason, they always kind of like um, tend to go to the theater. You take like, okay, you know, 
couple years back, like Moore Chestnut was, you know, he was a, he was a big deal in the acting world. You know, I'm not saying he's not right. now, but I'm just saying like he was really like that that one of those marquee guys to go to. Now I see him, he's kind of like touring the country doing, you know, stage plays, and a lot of other good talent actors are doing the same. So I was, you know, I was wondering what that was about. You know, I was like, I see, you know, so it may be that people might just enjoy the the reaction from a live audience opposed to, you know. Stage plays are a real challenge because you don't have a whole lot of takes doing the stage plays. It's just that one shot and that's it. You got one chance to do it and get it right. There's no director yelling cut. No, there's no different angles. It's that you right there, once you're on stage, that's it. You do what you got to do and knock it out. Mm, sounds like pressure. <laughs> sounds like that's a high pressure situation. Because so, if you miss that line, you got to kind of like improvise. You got to be on your toes, right? You can't just stop, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you can't. And, you know, sometimes you got people that might forget a line or something like that. You have to cover it up and, and add, you know, add dialogue in till they find their spot. Or, you know, it, it's just, like I said, it's a one-shot deal. You either do it or you don't. Oh, okay. Definitely, man. Um, Definitely, man. So, um... Far as like far as like the thing that goes with the um you know, with your music and everything, uh tell me I guess like what style did you do? Because like, you know, like oh back in the nineties it was one style, two thousand like a whole other style and like nowadays it's like a whole different like style and genre what they call it, like Oscar drill music and then, you know, in the letter it's like crunk. Like what type of style of music uh, were you into back then versus I guess now? Um my 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 music has always been hardcore. But I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of these cats today, but to me, a lot of them aren't saying anything. You know, it's a mm-hmm. bunch of gibberish. I mean, I heard, a, I heard a song the other day about a, a dude talking about that he was cooking lasagna. And I'm like, really? This is what hip-hop has been reduced yeah. to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my co-hosts always say that. Jaguar, what do you think about that? What do you think about It's It's one, two, three, man. ABC, that is something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, all, all you do, all you do, is repeat one thing. Uh, like, like, uh, I need a bad bitch. I need a bad bitch. I need a bad bitch. That's all you say, the whole shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Wow. My thing is, well, my thing is with the music now is, is I think a lot of these rappers are scared to actually stand up and make a stand and to say anything that really mm-hmm. means anything because once, so once Pac got killed, Pac was the main one that was out there. You know, telling everybody what was up, and that, as you see on the news, everything he said in his music is right now point blank in your face. But they executed that for saying that. So to me, these rappers now are scared to stand up and say what's going on in their communities and really speak about what's going on because they don't want to be the next martyr or the next person to be assassinated by speaking their mind. So they take a coward way There's out. There's something going on, man. Cause, uh... I don't know. Okay. I, I took it like I said. I don't really listen to hip hop myself that much anymore, because uh, you know, like you said, it's no, no, you don't hear the, you know, I, I'm, I, I was like Kim from that, you know, that old school type rap where they had a message. Like remember back in the day, the cash yeah. rap, it was always a, a message in there. Now I have no clue what these people are talking about. I can't even relate. You can't even hear what they're saying, man. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Hey, I have mumbling. We're going to do the young club. You can't even hear it, but half of it is a horse. You can't even hear it. That's all you hear. 
Yeah. Or they're going to take your royalties, or they're going to take your masters, or something. You know, it's always something in them fine lines. Yeah, you end up uh, with Nathan, man, and I've seen that. Yeah, but see, that's another thing. A lot of people, um, see, a lot of times, and, and that's what it is, they, they take these um, these young, you know, young, maybe uh, ignorant kids who don't know any better, who can't even afford a real attorney, or they get you to sound, well, you don't need an attorney, you can use mine. That's a serious conflict of interest. You understand what I'm saying? Who, who's, who's interested in are, are the, the label owner or the artist? They, they really looking out for the label owner because that's who pays them every month. You're broke. You're going to be exactly. broke when this deal is done. So they don't have your best interest at heart. And, and a lot of people get taken advantage of. And then by the time they realize what it took place, it's too late. I had to break it down to people what was really going on with Prince with why he changed his name to the symbol. I said, look, yeah, what mm -hmm. you don't understand is that even though Prince Rogers Nelson is his legal name, Warner Brothers owned that because that's how he signed his contract. Yep. Thank so, you for dropping that game. Wow. See, a lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people don't know the story. Come on, well, I see a symbol. You know what I mean? Yep. Say that to give him a... Y'all hear that? He don't own his own name. This is his birth-given name. <laughs> Imagine that. Exactly. <laughs> now, I remember back in the day, never could print to do that crazy stuff, like write like slave on the side of his face and stuff like that. That's why, that's why he did that. He did all of that because if, if people listen to all of these artists, even from back to a tribe called Quest, the line that they said, rule number 4080, record company deals are shady. They've been saying mm -hmm. that for the longest time, but everybody is still wanting to sign that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all people talk about, man. That, that's another thing. I, you know, maybe one of your books should be that, man, because a lot of people need that game, man. You know, they say you want to have some people put in a book, man. Just, you know, they need that game, but they don't take the time to to learn the business. Right. You know what yep. I mean? They say music business, and uh, everybody's inspired to be a rapper, and they feel like they got to live that life. To, and you don't have yeah. to do that because we all come from a certain place. You know what I mean? You know, everybody's, you know, a lot of people come from the hood, and you understand how the hood works. Everybody ain't selling drugs. You got somebody to play ball. You know, he's good, good at basketball. You got a dude who's who's who's, who's a terrible little, you know, he's just a beast on the football field. You got another guy, he's good with the ladies. You got another little guy, he might be the weed man. But you right. get what I'm saying? You got never do hustling CDs and tapes. Right. But you get what I'm saying? Everybody's not selling dope. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, but the way he make it sound is like that's all that's going on. And that gives everybody else a bad impression of what goes on in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very bad representation. It, it, so you, you, can you can understand why. Um, yeah, so you can understand why a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, authority figures are so so afraid and you know so quick to shoot first. You know what I mean? No, they've been doing that all our lives. Not not like it is now, though. I mean, come on. You know, most you, you know right coming now, up, most you had to worry about getting beat down by a cop. You know, you might get they might put hands on you. They ain't even they ain't doing that these days. They pulling that trigger. You know what I mean? I guess so, yeah. They're playing with it now is like they're they really at the point where they don't care now because they've been getting away with it for so long that mm -hmm. you know, a black life is really not worth anything to them, so they know they're gonna walk on it, so what are they really gonna lose? And as long as we putting out that some crazy music and nobody's really making no stands you know, not saying, you know, you know, be violent with it, but still make some kind of stand that, look, we're not going to take this no more. You know, they're going to continue to do it because nobody, okay, when you lose your, you lose your job, 
mm-hmm. or you get put on paid administrative leave, but there's still another black man that's dead in the streets, which has been the plan since day one. They've been trying to get rid of us since we've been here and haven't figured out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, you know, just crazy things you know, that, that that take place uh this day and age, and then in the media, like I don't know if you guys seen that um that, that whole thing with uh Byron Byron uh, Allen, he didn't went off on President Obama, but some of the stuff he was saying made sense. <laughs> what was he talking about? He kind of went on the tirade and everything, but a lot of it made sense. He was just saying like what has really improved in the black community, like what does he really did for you know for exactly. the for the people, his so called people. You what you know? How'd you really benefit? No, no. I had a debate with a guy that he posted something on Facebook about the different prides: Asian pride, Black pride, uh, mm-hmm. Jamaican pride, or whatever. He said, "Well, what's wrong with white pride?" And I said, "Well, it depends on which white pride that you're talking about. Are you the mm. white pride that when my when my church gets burned down, that you come in here to help me build it back up? Or are you on the white side, the white pride side that?" The reason that my church got burned down. Mm. Every other that's deep. Every other <laughs> that's deep, though, because you know, because back in the day, it was like you know, what I'm saying, because all of, everybody ain't bad. Dr. Martin Luther King, yeah, we had white folks walk, marching right along with with all the black people. Right. You know what I mean? But now it's not that line is blurred. I said because the so black pride is straight black pride. We ain't trying to hate nobody. We ain't trying to do no nobody. We proud of who we are. We proud of what we stand for. But when it comes to white pride, we have to sit back. If you really think that we're going to sit back as black people and try to figure out which side of the white pride line you're on, that's not going to happen. Because both of y'all, you know, the racial people are saying white pride and the non-racial people are saying white pride. Both of y'all can't claim white pride. One of y'all got to give it up. Mm. No one wants to hear that conversation. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? And then, and then, um, how do you feel about this whole uh, uh, politically correct uh, thing, Willie? Really, because really? you know uh, everybody is so politically correct these days. You know, no one really says what they feel or you know what they mean or mean what they say. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah, you get tired these days. Well, again, that's because everybody is scared. Everybody is scared to say what they want because nobody wants it. Nobody, everybody wants us to fight, but nobody wants to do the fight. It's yeah, they're like trying to talk about the, the new normal. The normal is normal. Not the right. new normal. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no new normal. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's not no new normal. It's always been normal. So the niggas who doing weird old shit that's not normal, that ain't going to be normal to me. And my, my stuff, you know what I mean? Like, nah. Uh, yeah, but my, my point is, um, look, I don't care what uh, sexual preference anyone is, right? But why, why does it have to be an announcement made? Like, everybody has to make an it announcement, and they on the front right, of the right. hero. I'm like, what? Since when does you know uh, your sexual preference? You're a hero. Well, I like women. No one's making me a hero. You understand what I'm saying? And now, Kayla, uh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner is getting an award because he was brave enough to be changed into a woman. So he's not the first one to do that. Right, I'm confused. What happened to the basketball player? I thought he was a hero. Wasn't he a hero when he when he came out saying exactly. I've been gay all this time? I had in the NBA. But check this out, though. The girl <laughs> has heroism. I'm just saying. <laughs> Caitlyn has a girlfriend. Yeah. But it, it it goes back further than that. What about the gay women? That one of them tennis players was gay, too, and then the swimmer. Like, why weren't they heroes? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. They, they this country is losing track of where it's supposed to be going. Like, yeah, our morals are losing. 
Yeah, as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, like the, in the present leaders within one nation under God, once they started making their own decisions, they left that part. This is not a nation under God anymore. It's a nation under man. And that's, mm. gonna be, and that's a major problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, man. And I know, like, um, being in the entertainment industry, um, I don't know how you feel like being a uh, African American. Um, do you do you see any? Um, do you sometimes feel like you have uh, some extra, or you got to be like a little bit better than than the next person to to get to get gigs or to get jobs and stuff like that? You ever felt that? Yes, yeah, I don't think. I don't think that that really has to do with race, though. I mean, everything in is is a competition, and it's just more about how bad that you want it. Uh, there, mm-hmm. In some places, there is some racial disparity, but at the same time, I mean, you have to look at at a lot of things, like like in the Marvel universe, Nick Fury. Everybody knows if you read comic books, Nick Fury was always white. They gave they gave Nick they gave Nick Fury to Samuel L. Jackson. In the movie Daredevil. Uh, Kingpin was a big fat white man. They gave it to Michael Clark mm. Duffy. Mm. So you have to look at that. You have to look at that. Uh, like this, this new movie, the new movie, the new Fantastic Four coming out. And I'm still trying uh-huh. to look about how they uh, explain this. The human torch is black. The human torch has been white since 1964. Wow. So there are changes that are being made. But mm-hmm. there's still a there's still a disparity and there's still that that competition. Me, I, I know. I, as long as I get a role, I'm happy. And then, uh, how you this whole reality TV thing is to go? Because I talked, uh, we had uh, different actors on here, so I guess I'll get your opinion on it. Um, how you feel about that? Because a lot, you know, some people they may not have been known for for anything before they jumped on the whole reality TV thing. You see, what I'm saying like they may have been. Musically talented, they may not have been an actress. They may not have done anything. You know, some people put out a sex tape. I'm just that's that's what it is these days. You know, and, and that kind of like uh, it, you know, in, in a way, like I heard, I understand from both sides. In a way, it takes away the credit of the actual uh, person who actually did the training, did the hard work of actually perfecting their craft to be an actor. It kind of it kind of like negates some of that because now they're up against you know. Uh, someone who may just got a bigger name than them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, they got a bigger name because right. they're on, you know, a, a reality TV show, uh, you know, once a week for, like, you know, four, 13, 14 weeks at a time. You know what I mean? So the whole world's getting to see them. So when they stroll into a place, people might, they don't, they may not have the skill to do it, but they have a name, they have a following, so they're going to pick that person off based off that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's not fair either. I mean, and reality TV, reality TV is a joke itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at people you know, act a fool for what, and that gives our kids the impression that that's the way that life really is. Yeah, I try to, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I filter a lot of the stuff that uh, I let my kids watch just because you know some of the things I I don't know. You know, I may not agree with, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, hey, I don't think you need to see that. And I say that somebody, you know, people live their life the way they want to live their life, right? But then this whole thing, I seen on the news uh, a few weeks ago, they're trying to make integrated bathrooms. Not like when it was with the whole, you know, civil rights movement, black and white thing. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gay and it's a straight thing. And they want to make a bathroom. So if you, if you identify as, as gay, anybody can go in these bathrooms. They're like co- co-ed bathroom, and the problem is 
you how you gonna let one little boy go in the bathroom and see girls, you know, undressed, and you let another, and you gonna tell another boy he can't? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you open up a bag of worms. Right. You know, you open up Pandora's box here. Because if my son gets caught in the bathroom, now I'm like, well, what do you mean? Isn't that little boy in there? Well, he 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 does it so, so well. He's still a little boy. You know what I mean? So it's wrong for him to be in, but it's not wrong for the other boy to be in there. I'm I'm just like, that's too much for for a child to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you open these kids up to all of this other stuff that they're not used to. You know, then you go wonder why their mind is why their mind is warped, and that's not fair to the kids because now that puts extra pressure on the parents to have to explain every little bitty thing so that their kids understand at a level that they that they really not understanding themselves yet. Exactly, man. I, I I just think that you know a lot of times, you know what I mean. Um, the the kids really don't um they haven't came into their own. You know what I mean. Like as a young child, you really don't know who you are until you, until you get to your later years. Maybe you know when you when you, you're kind of starting to settle into who you are when you're in your twenties. You know what I mean. Then maybe once you hit thirty, you right. kind of you know have a good idea of who you are. But you know them teen years, them adolescent years, you don't really you know what I mean. <laughs> you're still trying to search and figure out who you really are. You know what I mean. And like again, the parents are not really doing their job. I mean, they I mean, look at all these folks that are going around. And like again, like I hate to make things racial, and it, it, it's starting to happen more. But at one, at one time, they didn't. Other races wasn't going around mass murdering folks for little sister stuff. We don't wow. walk up in the movie theaters shooting up everybody. We don't go into we we don't go into school shooting up a bunch of kids, but the helpless kids that that they can't fight back. Yeah, that's yeah, nobody, that's, and that's not to be said. That's just fact. That's not really to be right. You know what I mean? That's just more like you know, you look at history. Just you know what I mean? Facts is facts. You can you know what I mean? You you don't have to like it, but the truth's the truth. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, like if my thing is, if I lost my job today, I'm not gonna come. I'm not trying to come back in here tomorrow and shoot up my boss because he fired me. Mm, so that's mm-hmm. not about, you know, we, we never had that mentality. We, okay, you fired me today. Okay, I got one or two things. Either I'm going to find me another job tomorrow, or I'm going to be back on the street hustle. But I'm not coming back on your property after you just told me that you don't want me here no more. If my, if my woman leaves me, I'm not going to her house and to her job trying to kill her and whoever else is getting in my way because we broke up. I'm going to find another woman. That's just been our mentality. <laughs> we ain't never been that way. Right, you gotta you gotta keep it moving. I think that comes from like gener- generations and generations of people just having to you know deal with adversities. You know what I mean? Because like um you know culturally, like I think uh, some cultures like and it ain't just like you know because you have like other cultures out, outside of this country that has to deal with a lot of adversities. You know, like think about the people like think about maybe like Spanish people or you know uh, Mexicans who come over here and they, they immigrate here to this country, and they got to work extra hard, you know, or, or maybe even after, they got to work extra hard for every little thing because they don't even really speak the language and stuff like that. And they got to work hard, and you know, to get where they want to be. And then you have people turn around, they're mad at them. Like, it ain't them taking a the job. It's, 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 it's a lot of times it's us, you know, because, you know, you know how brothers be. Man, I, ain't about to work. I ain't about to go in there and flip burgers. I ain't about to go in there and mop floors. Well, right. you can't be mad at the person who's willing to do that. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> And then you have then you have this other fool, I, I, Donald Trump, and everybody is jumping on his bandwagon because of what he said about Mexicans. What people are not realizing is that yeah, he's saying that about Mexicans right now, but if he feels that way about Mexicans. 
what do you think that he feels about black folks? What do you think mm. he feels about AIDS? If he's trying to get the Mexicans out and say that he's successful in getting all of the Mexicans out of the United States, what makes you think that the next target is not going to be the Asians or the black people? Because mm. you can't hate one race and not have some uh, ill feelings towards another race. I can't sit here and believe that you hate Mexicans, but you love black people. Hmm. That's a very interesting point, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just think that's crazy because I'm like, okay, so you may wonder, but what makes? I, I just want to know, like, okay, what makes him a, a, a credible candidate to run? At least, okay, at least you can you can hate or love Barack, right? But at least he was a credible candidate. At least he had the credentials right. to actually run. What gives this man the credentials to to run for? Oh, you, you know what I mean? That's all I want to know. I just want to know, some, you know, some more background. Like, okay, sure, you ran some successful business, but outside of that, what gives you the the credentials to to go play the politics game. You, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see anything in your in your resume that says that. Besides, you giving a whole bunch of opinions. You know what I mean? And he's found a bunch of people that are following behind him now realizing, okay, just like they're tired, we'll make sure that you're not going to be a target. You clapping your hands and you pray for him and you rally with him, but in the back of his mind, you're next. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can get with that one, man. Like, I, I just, I just don't know what's going on with that whole, whatever. But you know, I, I do. I, mean, I keep, I keep up on that type of stuff because, like I said, with the whole, because you know, I like to know what's going on, you know. And I'm just like, um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if they use him as a decoy for the real, you know, for the real, <laughs> for the real setup or what. You see what I'm saying? Because if you look at it, it's like, well, what gives this man the credibility? He don't have the really the conditions to do this. Right. So, so who's waiting in the rings that? That they can, you know, say had to predict. Like you see in a couple years back, um, I think it was uh, Colin Powell because he he technically should have been the first black president, but all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, he just drops out the race. Because they forced him. And they and they and they push on. They push on. Uh, I think who was that? That might have been a. I think that might have been the time on right there when Al Gore and Bush was running for. I think Colin Powell somewhere around that time. I, I can't be the exact. But I know he was he was in the race and he. And he really had a, a good chance of winning, you know what I mean? But for some whatever reason, he 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 pulls out the race, and then I, then I felt like the candidate they wanted all along took his place, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he was more of a distraction to 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 you know to basically get you off the game. And he he drops out and and puts his support behind such and such candidate, you know? Now all his supporters jump on that bandwagon. And kind of gives them that edge, if you know what I mean. Yeah, nobody, nobody's following that. Everybody's too busy trying to, trying to be, like you said, politically correct. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the definition of politically correct keeps changing depending on who's talking. Hmm. True, indeed. Yeah, you can't get people to say nothing, <laughs> nothing about anything. They, they just kind of like dance around the issues, you know, dance around the questions, dance around the issues. And it's just like, hey, I'm just asking you a question. I mean, you just if you feel a certain way, I guess just say no comment. But don't, you know, you don't give us a roundabout answer, and they they go round and round, right, for ten, fifteen minutes. Then you're like, well, you still haven't answered the question, <laughs> right? So I mean, I look at I look at the whole question, and then, you know, we gotta come, we gotta pay better attention. We gotta come together because right now we're the only thing that really doesn't come together. We too busy trying to be jealous of the next man instead of trying to help the next man. 
And and that, that's that's a big problem because like you don't see that like I said I, I actually you know have worked with like uh, Mexicans and and people of Latin descent and they 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 see things differently you know I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm give the people a lesson now that I learned from a, a Mexican a buddy of mine I was I used to work with and he he told me I you know I I race you wasn't trying to be racial and he's like but y'all don't sit together he's like look I, I came to this country with nothing you know I stayed in an apartment it was twenty of us we split all the bills twenty ways. You see what I'm saying? He was like, and he did that. And he said, um, within 18 months, he had moved out, put a down payment on his house, and bought his car cash, and moved his moved his wife and kids, and brought his brother over here so he can do the same thing. So he can get on his feet. So the brother now he has his wife and kids, and the brother staying with him, going to got him a job. He's working every day. So in 18 months, he can do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? He can go out and he can get his own own house and own car and bring his family over. And help the next person in the family do the same thing. We haven't got to that point yet. Yeah, because you know, you think reality shows bad. You try to put twenty twenty black folk in the house, man. Like that's gonna be crazy. Somebody gonna be sleeping somebody's girlfriend. Somebody gonna be taking somebody's stuff. Exactly. This is gonna blow up in everybody's face. And that's a, and that's a sad thing. And you know, everybody sees that, and everybody everybody sees that. Everybody feeds off of it, and everybody puts their own skin on it to put it to their advantage. Yeah, well, see, what I notice uh, nowadays is, like, we kind of live in an immediate gratification society. Like, no one wants to work for anything anymore. Everybody wants it right now. Exactly. And we know that this is not how things work. If you want to be successful, you're going to work at it. You can't just expect to, you know, well, hey, I want to be a – I want to be a big time musician, or I want to be a big time singer, artist, actor, or whatever it is you want to be, football player. I want to sign up today, but next week I'm supposed to be on. Like you play football, okay? Th- that guy played all through little league, played four years in high school, <laughs> four years in college before he actually went pro. So how many years did he play for free before he actually, you know, started making money? Right. But no one wants to, you know, uh, see that see that part of it. And you see, like, um. Just like the uh, the person who comes out of college, right, says I want to be um, in the entertainment business, so they'll go intern at a MTV or a NBC network or something like that, right? And they may do that for do the internship for a year or two to get a position, and they'll work their way up. Now here it is, five, ten years later. Now they got a position, they got some status, but no one talks about you know all the time they put in when they weren't making any money. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. All they see is the well, man, how they become a, a senior VP over there? You know, like well, they worked their tail off. That's that's how they did that. They didn't just, you know, power by the left field and and, and somebody gave them a position. A lot of times, uh, the people had to, you know, pay their dues. And we're not cause we don't catch on. Like I tell, I tell people, look, let me ask you a question. I said, let me just put this in your ear. You, they put it in our mind that we're not going to be nothing but criminals and drug dealers and hustlers. Okay, let me ask. You, okay, our average drug dealer. To take a person that does not do drugs and can turn them into a bona fide user, a, a, a customer, all day for life. Mm-hmm. If he takes those same skills and you put that dope dealer or that hustler on a car lot, how many cars do you think he's going to sell that day? Mm. Well, the, the same thing that he's doing to sell drugs, but you put him in another environment with the same skill doing the same thing, how many cars do you think he's going to sell on that lot? 
Oh, he he gonna move them things right. off the lot because when they get you know because uh, you know with, with the street game if you don't make no it's, it's commission only <laughs> no sale equal right. no money to that <laughs> so you are out marketing and promoting whatever product you have to the best of your ability all day every day. But they're not catching on in that this society keeps putting in their mind that you're not going to be nothing more than a criminal. You're not going to be nothing more than a drug dealer. You're not going to be nothing yep. more than a hustler. They're not giving them any alternatives or saying, you know what, you're really good at selling. You're a good salesman. Why don't you come over here and let me try and hone your skills on my car lot or in, the, in, in, um, or in selling property? Because you have mm. some good skills, you have some marketable skills, and yep. all they need is somebody to take that skill and build on it and push them in the right direction. And I guarantee you that if you turn the light on in a hustler's mind to something else for another way to make money, he's going to take it, and you're going to have less problem in the streets. You're going to have less problem with people getting locked up because they're learning that the skill that they have that's been put on as illegal. It's actually marketable. Oh, yep. It, it's those numbers, man. Cause, you know, unemployment is, you know, very, it's still high. You know, they try, you know, they do their best to try to, you know, get it down. Some of it's still high because what happens is <laughs> they um they don't add up the numbers of all the people that stop looking for a job. You see what I'm saying? So the numbers are kind of like, right. they kind of like juking the stats. You see what I'm saying? They always came down, but not really because a lot of people just flat out stopped looking. Right. Now, another thing. Take your average rapper. Mm-hmm. Okay? Maybe you're not good. Maybe you're not good at rapping, but rapping is the same thing as being a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Rapping is the same thing as making speeches because you're in front of a crowd and you're sp- and you you, you know you saying something. That's a skill. That's more than just rap because you can take that anywhere because you're good at speaking. Mm-hmm. But we're not taught that. You're just gonna be a rapper. That's it. Oh yep, and then it's the the whole glorifying the uh, the, the street like because like I said before that like when you know like but you had the the chaos ones that had a message you had the right. you know the Tali Kwalees you know what I mean the the most deaths it's like where where are these where are these do you notice know most of the people I'm naming are, are if they're rapping you don't hear about them you see what I'm saying <laughs> you don't they're not they're not mainstream commercial right now right. They don't want nobody. What's mainstream commercial? Oh, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna take your chick. I, I, look at all. Look at these rims on this car. Look at these goats. Look at all this money. Look at these jewels. Right. I got all the bitches. And nigga, if you say something about it, I'm gonna kill you. That that's yeah, what's being fed to the kids every day. And subconsciously, see, a lot of people don't talk about that. They putting it on your subconscious every day. Kill, right. shoot, exactly. murder, rape. You know what I'm saying? And if you keep hearing it enough, that's exactly what you're going to follow. Exactly. And, and then they show such violent like, stuff on TV and um and cable. Notice anything with digital, right? You get a whole bunch of cable shows and such violent shit where it becomes like it's not. You know what I'm saying? You're like, well, damn, man, this dude like 18, 19, I even run up on the block and just, and just spray the whole block with an Uzi. That's what they're saying. So because you become like right. numb to it, there's nothing to you to do it. You understand what I'm saying? It, and I grew up. You've seen so much of it. It's like up, it's nothing. Right. Like I grew up. I grew up in the streets. I grew up. I grew up claiming colors. I gave up my colors when I moved to Atlanta. And most of the oh, okay. Where you originally from, Willie? I'm originally from from Michigan. 
Oh, okay. So Michigan out there by uh, by Detroit somewhere or, or what? That part or what? I was on the other side. I was from Grand Rapids, but I had people. I got people in Detroit. I got a cousin in Detroit, and you know we we you know we flossed our colors. I, that's what I grew up in. To the point where yeah, I ain't never been to Detroit, like, but I heard it's real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I heard it. You know, I heard they really get down out there. You know, because I I know people that yeah. you know from that area or people who live in that area. They you know and they say yeah, it's, it's just as real as any other uh, hood you've been to. You know, right? And I looked at where I came from as to where I am now, and the, the reason that I'm where I'm at now is because there was people that did exactly what I said. You're good at this. Why are you doing this? I had people that was like, you know what, mm. if you keep doing what you're doing, you're not going to see this birthday. Mm. You're going to be locked up for the rest of your life or you're going to be dead. I had people that actually believed in me and believed you know, in the skills that I had. Like I, never, like, I never saw myself doing stage plays. I never saw mm-hmm. myself writing books. Like, I look at the books that I have now, and I'm still like, I, I actually wrote a book. I actually wrote two. I'm actually writing a third book. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm around influential people. I, I mean, I've, I've had the chance to sit and, uh, and talk with Louis Farrakhan. I sat and talked. I've met KRS One. I've, I've done movies with, with um, Lil Bow Wow and Ice Cube, Loretta Devine. These are things that I never thought would happen in my life because of the life that I was living previously. I had an opportunity to meet Coretta Scott King before she left, before she died. And yeah, I almost that's lost major, my job, man. Yeah, I almost lost my that's job because of that because she was in a room with Andrew Young, Maya Angelou. I forgot what the event was. And you know, my job said, you know, I said, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to talk to her. You know, I said, I'm right here. I'm in history. I'm in history land right now. Anyway, if you do that, we're going to fire you. I said, you know what? You're going to have to fire me. I said, because where I'm from, to get to see Coretta Scott or to see Barack Obama, you got to go through bodyguard, mm-hmm. after bodyguard, after bodyguard, secret service and all that. She's right here in front of my face. And the only person that went in with me was this Nigerian guy that worked with me. And we walked up to her, and I was like, you know what, Ms. King, I'm not, I don't want to offend you, but I've read about you and your husband. You know, in books, I've seen your pictures in magazines. I said, and I just want to say that I, I'm honored to be standing in front of your presence, and I would just like to shake your hand. She looked at me and my partner, and she said, you know what? She said, you know, her little bodyguard started to step up, and she brushed them back. And she looked at me, and she said, you know what? I don't shake hands. I give hugs. And she hugged both mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, and that's, and that's, and that's another thing. Like, and, and, and that's another thing, man. You got to stand up for what you believe in because you could have said, well, now nah, well, I'm giving – and that's okay. You know what I mean? Because that's understandable too. Well, I got to keep this job. But at the end of the day, you got to, you know, you got to stand for something. You'll fall for anything. Either you, either you, and your, you and your co-host. Somebody had to believe in y'all for y'all to be where, y'all are, where you are right now. You had a dream yes, and you had a goal. And you know, you had people telling you, you know, you're crazy. You're not gonna be. Yeah. You're not gonna make it. Heard it all, man. Heard it all. <laughs> you know, everything, every negative thing you can think of. Believe me, it it it, it came past these ears. But I, I kind of just, you know, right. in one end, out the other, because I'm just like, you know, the the, the thing that people are most mad of, because they're not doing it themselves. Because, and I'm not saying it doesn't have to be radio. Everybody has dreams and goals and aspirations in life, right? 
And 95% of Americans are not doing that because they're working a job and they don't want to be at that job. They they always had a dream on their own business or maybe they wanted to be a singer, maybe right. they wanted to be an actor, maybe anything. I always wanted to have my own company doing this or I always wanted to do that, and they didn't have the courage to step out and do it themselves. So they don't, they're uncomfortable being around, so they tell you, give you reasons why you can't do it too. Well, you know, who you supposed to be? You see what I'm saying? People like, well, you, that dude ain't better than me. Y'all ain't better than me. Well, why do you think you can do it and I can't? You know, and that's all it be. Right. Something as simple as instead that. Of looking at y'all, instead of looking at y'all as motivation and a way to follow, you know, a, a path, even though it might not be that path, but you still, you still designed a path that somebody can follow, but they would rather hate on you for designing that path instead of walking on that path to see, if there's another another direction that they could go that might not be the same as yours, but close to it or similar, that they'll be happy with. They'll rather hate you. Oh, yep, exactly. See, some some reason I everybody thinks that would be the first one, and that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Greatness imitates great. Like, if you see, okay, growing up, who was basketball? It was Jordan, right? You can you can watch the NBA now and see the influence he had on, on kids that was coming up. You know what I'm saying? You can watch the NBA right now. Right. And look at players like, damn, they they must have been watching Jordan growing up. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Growing up, they was watching Jordan, and they was watching, you know, like trying to study his moves, his game, and, and, and you know, you see it now. You see a lot of kids that, you know, play with that, that same passion. Or, but it, it's not a bad thing. They were aspired to be the best. Why would you aspire to be anything less than the right. best? And if you're going to learn from somebody, why wouldn't you learn from someone who came before you and did it at the highest level? So, you know, to right. everybody wants to be a leader, but to be a good leader, you got to be a good follower first. Exactly. A lot of people miss that step. You know what I mean? How are you going to be a good leader and you, and you never was a good follower? How does that work? <laughs> and that's where that's where I'm at because, as I said, I come from the street, and I, the life that I'm living, I never saw myself doing. Man, that's amazing, yeah, man. And I think, I, man, I think that's going to be inspirational to uh, to other other kids in the community. You know, in these uh, different communities that are growing up thinking that you know, so they can have somebody look at such as yourself and say, "Man, if he did it, so can I." You know, and, and that's all we want. Exactly. You know, that's all you really want the kids to see that hey, if he can do it, he really came from that life. Because you know, it's one thing like we all been on our kids. One thing, you know, uh, if somebody who ain't never did it trying to tell you, you ain't really gonna listen to that. You see what I'm saying? But if somebody actually right. lived that life, you can take you can take that from them. But you can't take it from you know the teacher who, who, who you know who, who went through private school their whole life with the you're like wait you have no idea what my life is like on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Right. You never had to deal with them type of circumstances. But you you see somebody like yourself who's dealt with that circumstances, man. Like I think that I think that's a great thing, man. Like I don't know if you do any um, outreach programs or work with any organizations that. Uh, you know, kind of like talk or mentor the kids, but, you know, that might be something, you know, you should, you know, look into, or are you already, uh, you know, part of something like that? Um, I'm trying to. I've been trying to get back into it because to mm-hmm. me that's what's needed most of all, especially with young black males. And I'm trying to get back into it since I've been down here because that's all we need is just, it's just for somebody to believe in us. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing major. It's nothing complicated. Just a simple belief. Somebody will put us in the, in the right direction. Like these these folks, they don't know how many how many of my friends are not here. Mm. They need to where I'm at. They don't know how many of my friends are locked up and are never getting out. That was like, no, you are too smart for this. You don't need to be here. You don't need to be doing this. But that means a lot to me because. 
not what I'm doing is not just for me. It's for them, too, because they're not here to do that. They're not here to live their life for a the other day. They're not going to see their families again. So I'm not yep. just doing See, that's the difference, too, man. Like, um, you know, they say, you know, I say uh, the saying it, it takes a village to raise a child. See, we done lost uh, all sense of, like, uh, respect. You know, the youth just really has no respect for elders, authority, or nothing. See, back then, like, okay, everybody knew in the neighborhood who didn't belong out there. You knew who, who belonged, you know who didn't. And then even the street guys who were on the corner selling, though, for the people they knew shouldn't be out there, like, look, man, go home. You can't be out here. Don't let us catch you out here. You understand what I'm saying? This ain't for you. Exactly. You had dudes that would say that to you, like, look, this is this is me. This is all I got. This I got to do this, but you don't. You see what I'm saying? This ain't for you. you yeah. This ain't, you know, you ain't this type guy. Go ahead home, go to school, you know what I mean? You get grades. You can be a right. doctor, lawyer, you know, whatever you want to do, go do that, man. This ain't it. Now, you have people like, oh, no, nah, come on, man. Go ahead, take this, you know what I mean? Take this work. You can go sell with me. What you need school for is crazy. But they don't know no better. Because right. the guy who sell that to him, he, he ain't really an OG. He's a young kid trying to school another young kid. Everything is backwards now, and everybody's in it for themselves. Nobody's in it for the community anymore, and that's the that's the design that they Right, you know, like when back in the day somebody got a line or people, you know, about to fight or something, somebody's person come out there and intervene and, and everything would stop. Do that now, they're going to jump on top of the, somebody's father or mother come out there, they're going to beat them up too. Exactly. Beat them up or shoot them too because they don't care. And then everybody thinks everybody thinks that it's the hype thing to be on the news for it. And that, that doesn't do yeah. nothing. That doesn't do nothing for the community. That's what I'm saying, and, and and I like I said, um, I like Ratchet TV. I like certain, you know, I ain't gonna say that. I like certain websites, but then you see these websites, people are beating people up, videotaping and posting on these, you know, certain certain websites. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't think that's, you know, I'm not like I said, I'm not knocking anyone's hustle, but I I don't think it should be a platform to do that because I give you a prime example, and I know this personally because exactly. I have relatives go through these same same situations. Get into a fight at school, right? Now, this is a fight. Everybody's been in, the, you know, most people have been in a fight before. Okay? Somebody videotapes it, right? <laughs> Put it all in there. Now, it becomes a crime. You understand what I'm saying? And now, right. what they say, then you come, police come arrest you, and check this out. You get, uh, you, you have a record, guess what? No government grant money. And the average, the average minority or the person in the urban community can't afford to pay for college. So now they done, by default, played you out of position because in, in, in the parent is the one who gave you the phone so that stuff can be recorded anyway. No one's looking at the big picture. You know what I'm saying? They plan, they plan us. You know what I mean? Like, really, so a, a simple disagreement is the result in the fight that somebody having to pull out a camera phone and record, which a camera phone has no place in school anyway. You know, which, how you learning something on the phone, on YouTube, on, on all these other little websites and stuff like that, how you learning. But that's another story. But I'm just saying, like, I've seen this happen firsthand. People close to me can't can't get college money, right? Because there you've been arrested. Right. There you have a something your record, no doubt. And see, and that's because like the, the parents now, the parents are too busy trying to be friends with their kids. They're not teaching yep. their kids. And like you said, back in the day, you know, a street fight was just what it was. It was a fight. Nobody went to jail. Exactly. That's it. Nobody got killed. You no, know, nobody got now. Now, all of us, these so-called parents now. First thing that they want to do is they want to have a file and they want to sue everybody and get everybody arrested for for what? Kids are going no more. Kids are going to fight. That's just the way it is growing up. That's how you learn how to hold your own. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. So I just don't understand that. Exactly. The parents have became to the point everybody everybody's trying to keep with the Jones. No one kinda of has a mind of their own. Well everybody else is, everybody else has a phone. I don't care. You understand what I'm saying? And, and if you get a phone, okay, I understand, okay, things happen. What the hell you need a camera on the phone for? What does a child need a camera exactly. on their phone for? I'm just saying. So if no camera, problem solved. You can't record it, it never happened. You understand what I'm saying? Just like, just like uh if a fight happened, if you didn't see it, you don't know what happened. Somebody gotta come and tell you the story. But you can't you can't go arrest someone because no one you understand know you weren't there to say what happened or didn't happen. But if it's a videotape of the incident, you can clearly see what, what happened. happened. Charges, jail, criminal record. And, right, and that doesn't make no any school. sense to me because we all we all did that. We all we all grew up like that. We all got a bust in our bruises, and we lived with it. Well, exactly, and, and I remember like um, you know, it was a thing. If you had a page, you know, <laughs> prior now or the pages was a thing. Having a beeper, if you had a beeper, you had called the beeper in school. They took it from you, kept it for the whole entire yep. school year, and your parents had to come get it at the end of the school year if you wanted it back. What happened to that? You kept your kids in school with a phone. It needs to be took. And the shipment returned to the end of the school year, and maybe that'll change Perth's attitude while buying these six, seven hundred dollar phones. Exactly. To get to a child so who's going to be able to abuse everything in there. But again, you know, parents, the parents, the parents that are now are the ones that didn't have when they were little, or they didn't mm-hmm. get their butt kicked like they should have, and now <laughs> they're trying to make up for it with their kids that they have now. And it's not working because now um, kids have a sense of entitlement. You understand what I'm saying? Like like you're supposed to get this. No one thinks they have to work for anything. Like, are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? You, you want a $600 phone? I don't have a $600 phone. Like, why would I exactly. you want a $600 phone? When you get a job and you can afford to pay for a $600 phone, then you can get one. If you don't, if you don't like the little phone, well, I don't. Then you won't have one. It's that simple. Like that to me is ridiculous. That is outrageous. You know, to pay six hundred dollars for a, 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 a Samsung Galaxy or, or whatever the you know the brand may right. be, iPhone, whatever it is. And and I mean that that's a bill, bro. Six hundred dollars. That's a bill. That's a couple bills. Exactly. <laughs> that's like, a that's- bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a few household they bills. Don't, they, just don't, they just don't get it, though. They're thinking that giving in to the kids is going to make their kids like them. I'm not, I don't care if you, don't, if you like me or not. I'm, not. I'm not here for you to like. I'm your parent. That's it. Ex- exactly. Yeah, no one, see, that's another thing. Nobody wants to say that, really. No one wants to say that because they be politically incorrect. You know what I'm saying? They worry about the backlash. Who do you think you ought to say that? Like, well, it needs to be said. Bottom line. That's how I feel about it. Right. I mean... You know, so that's why I'm like, uh, we, we try to keep it real over here, man. Like, you know, we let people voice their opinion, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, there's no point of, uh, you know, trying to sugarcoat things because at the end of the day, I think that does more more harm than it does good. Exactly. I mean, like we all we all grew up. Like I, I still I, I still know what a switch is. <laughs> I still know what a dub is. You know, even Richard Pryor said it back in the day that he used to ride past some switch trees. He stopped his car, got him, cut it down, cause it brought back memories. 
<laughs> hey, go ahead, your kids pick a switch today and bring it in and give me see how fast CPS be at your door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, look, and I would tell them to this day, look, like my son, I would tell them with my son, look, when you start raising them, having them feed them exactly. from the table, then you can do you. what you want. Exactly. Well, you can do a better job. You can take these kids with you, but you know if they, if they up in under my roof, it's my roof, pretty. No. You know, yeah, my son, my son and we knew don't that we co from he, the sideline. That's that's not happening. My son knew that if he showed his behind at school and I had to take a day off of work to come up there, I'm going to show my behind too. That's what it is, like, man. Like I said, like you know, um, we don't have them old school, old school parents and grandparents who just did not play. <laughs> He wasn't going to play with you whatsoever. You know, your mama and your mama's mama, they weren't playing. They said something exactly. was, and if it didn't get done, they, they was on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't let when you I know they did business. When I was a kid, I tried cursing at my mother one time, and to this day, I still don't remember what happened. And I ain't never asked, <laughs> neither. I just knew that when I woke up the next day, to not say nothing like that to my mother again, and I never have. Exactly. Yeah, when well, you sound like you're scared of your mother, I'm like, it's not scared of my mother, it's, it's respect. Oh, exactly, man, man. I, I think, yeah, exactly. I think that, that's lost a lot of its way to the whole respect issue. Like, I've heard kids talk to their parents in this uh, outrageous manner, and I couldn't and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I would, I would have never tried that. I said, because had I tried that, I don't think I'd be sitting here having this conversation with you right now. And, you know, I was, see, I was the brave one. See, I was trying to be straight up. You know what I mean? See, I tried it because you know, I've seen the other kids doing it with their parents, so I figured I could go home and I could do it. <laughs> but it didn't work out for you, huh? <laughs> oh, man, that's a, but that's Like, um... Are you selling these like uh fonts like these books, right? Are, are they are you um are they online? Can like people like get their hands on them like on Amazon or you have a website or something like that for your products? Like how do people get their hands oh, yeah. on the books or, or the music? The, the books are Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, there's a website it's called it's a www.lulu.com. It's like l u l u dot com uh, forward slash next icon. N X I C O N. The music, the music is any, anywhere you go online. If you type "next icon" in, it's gonna it's gonna come, pull up a hundred sites. My music is, is everywhere. Okay, and just look for it's the, on, uh, under "next icon" and, and and everything will pop up. Yeah. Are you on like uh, social media or you know something like that? Like, say someone's listening, they want to um, get in contact with you. What's the best way for those, someone to uh, you know like to contact you or to reach out to you? Everything, everything is next icon on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram. Everything is next icon. Okay, well, yeah. what's next for you, uh, Willie? Like, what can we expect in, in the future from Willie Davis? Uh, well, right now, like I said, I'm trying to finish my third book, which is a, it's actually a, it's a horror novel called Brutal. So I'm actually mm-hmm. in the proofreading stage right now, so I'm hoping to have that uh, published and out. Within the next couple months, um, next month I'm auditioning for a play called Mama's Baby, and we're hoping to get that on stage by the end of the year. So, those are my main two focuses right now. And like I say, uh, I told you earlier, Trust Issues just dropped Tuesday. Mhm. 
And so, where can the listeners pick that up at? That is on CD Baby. Okay. And what? And is and that and, uh, next and, icon forward slash trust issues or, or what? CDBaby.com uh, forward slash next icon. Okay. There it is. There it is, man. Well, it seems like you're doing your thing, man, and and I, I really c- commend you for you know uh, just uh, t- being able to turn your life around and you know take you know and turn into a very positive situation, man. I see you doing a lot of things, and and I, I think you're gonna have continued success. You see, you got the right attitude about things. Um, you have anybody like you want to maybe uh, give a shout out to, uh, maybe want to give a special thanks. Somebody may have like helped you along the way or anything like that. My biggest influence. Well, I want to give a shout to my girl because if I don't, she'll kill me when I get home. <laughs> we definitely want you to be safe. Yeah, my biggest, my biggest influence is my mother, because she was a she's the one that got me into music because she was a gospel singer. Even though I didn't, even though I didn't make it to the gospel realm yet, but she introduced me to the world of music. Oh, definitely. Well, shout out to moms, man. That's always shout out to moms, and, and definitely shout out to to Willie Davis' girlfriend. I, I didn't catch her name, but we gonna shout her out. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I better say, Felicia, Felicia Hackney. Okay, shout out Felicia. Cause we, you know, <laughs> we definitely don't want the issues. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, talk back to Willie like like yeah, man. I, you know, I don't want to sleep in it tonight, and you know, I, we don't want that situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so hey, we man, gonna definitely I, put I, that I, out I, there, man. But yeah, now well, I had a I good time, man. You know what I'm saying? I hope I didn't hold you too long, man. I just was enjoying the, the whole floor of the interview and everything, man. So uh, hold, hold on for me real quick, Willie. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to you right after I do this. All right, well, y'all know what the man's wild out. Where is these man? Like, um, uh, we about to go out the building. I'm going to talk to Willie a little bit more after this. But uh, y'all come back tomorrow, Thursday, Thursdays, man. Y'all know how we do. Uh, as always, I'm going to take y'all out with that, uh, <laughs> with that, with that exit song and um, come back. We out the building. Holla back, man. Yeah, hang on for me, really. I'm gonna at you real quick. Yeah. Goddamn, you cold as ice. Type of lady that can own the night. Angel in the dress, blessing in disguise. When hearts connect, you can see it in the eyes. No metaphor for your aura, baby, you got it. In your love bank, let me make a deposit, yeah. If you my time before I give you my wallet, give you the world just cause you deserve it. Never have I seen a picture so perfect. Go, girl, work it, work out just to look good. Timeless mouth is cook good. Keep it till the reaper comes. You riding for the castle. Really don't mind hoes who hassle. But when war come, ready for battle. I see ya, mama mia, humble diva. Don't do songs, but known for her features. So much clash, your ass should've been a teacher Make a nigga really wanna bring a preacher to meet you, girl Yeah, damn, you're cold as ice I thought I'd let you know I thought I'd let you know God damn, you're cold as ice Don't lose control Don't lose control Yeah, damn, you're cold as ice I thought I'd let you know I thought I'd let you know God damn, you're cold as ice When the rain it pours, baby girl, when the rain it pours So how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more Yeah, you and me, uh When the rain it pours, baby girl, when the rain it pours So how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more Yeah, you and me, uh Let me take you to eternal bliss She said she wanted more than love, she wanted happiness Security, embrace the insecurity Sick of lanes, so she said the cure was me I feel 
it It's cool, girl, you rockin' with the finest To make them like this, you have to redefine science Never go against our reliance Let's take a trip to an island or the pina coladas Laugh about to come up when the sun go down We fuckin' to the sun up, it's nothing, just me and you Told me her sex was a weapon, turned around, hit me with a 22 like mm. 